Welcome to the Home with Havila podcast. We are so glad you're here. Last week, you heard as Joelle and Havila started to get into finding your purpose and how having a compelling future is foundational to finding it. This week, they unpack it more fully, and we know you're going to love it. Listen in. Our compelling future is at the highest place. It's our eternal destination. Mm. Like we are believers, not for a better life, although we do often get a better life because we have internal peace. Uh, We are believers because we believe that Jesus made a way for us to live in heaven and have our eternal salvation, our eternity set And when we get to heaven, it will be a glorious place. It'll be the right place for us to be in. And then not only that, we are going to get rewarded in heaven, gifts handed out to us for how we lived on earth. And so our compelling future isn't just once I get that retirement account filled or once I get that godly man with six pack abs, right? Once (laughs) I get that therapy and I can get my degree to help other people. Yeah, those are all great. But my question to you is your, your compelling future cannot be connected to in external things that die away. It has to be connected to lasting change. And we believe as believers, that's connected to filling heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Populating heaven. Yep. And so that's that's huge. So for me, I can't get you a compelling future on earth until I get you a compelling future on the other side. Wow. I just can't because if I don't have a confidence in my eternal life, that life after mm-hmm. death then I'm not going to live fully alive. I'm going to be anxious because death is calling. It's it's coming at all of us. Mm -hmm. Whether we like it or not, we will all die and we will all leave the earth that way unless Christ comes back. So there's this kind of haunting thing that kind of follows us until we deal with that eternal anxiety that says, Mm -hmm. what happens after I'm gone? And there's this lie on the earth that says, oh, you don't really know. We don't really know. Just live a good life. And, you know, and I'm like, no, Jesus didn't die on the cross and live this, this life and die this horrific death and give us all these promises so that we can kind of be sure. Like, I'm not kind of sure. If I'm not sure on heaven, then I need to back away, turn in my minister's card, turn in my faith card and go, I'm out. I mean, this is too hard to live. Faith life is too hard to live if I'm only living with a unsecure eternity. So is your eternal life set? Yes. Okay, great. Can we find earthly purpose? Yes. Can that change a couple times? Absolutely. Do we need to be worried about, is that going to matter? And I'll kind of, I think there'll be a lot of people in heaven that we will know nothing about, but they lived in such a way that got God's attention. They lived to their fullest potential on the earth and their eternal destiny was set. I mean, what do you think about that, Joelle? Do you think people have a hard time with that? Well, and I have, I maybe have some more follow-up questions for that. So if I'm listening right now and what I'm hearing is, okay, so my, um, my eternal future is the main goal. I'm already Christian. So then I don't worry about that anymore. So is there anything else besides like my salvation as a Christian of the eternal goal? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I think, again, there's two sides of the coin. And this is has to do a little bit with doctrine and how we believe as, um, you know, people of faith. So there is definitely a part of the church. I'm going to keep it really simple. I could talk in depth about this, but I'm going to keep it simple. There's a part of the church that believes once saved, always saved, which means I pray the prayer. 
I'm part of the chosen people. There's a, a passage in the Bible that talks about there'll be, uh, you know, a chosen people and they're part of that and they're getting to heaven no matter what. And if they, if they're saved, then God must have wanted that and they are fine. And then there's another side of the believers that believe our salvation is at stake, which means God wants all people to come to him and our choice to make him Lord and savior of our lives and let him be Lord of our life is an active choice mm. that holds eternity at stake depending on how we live our lives. So I would say both. And what I mean by that is I believe and, and I can find truth in scripture that we are chosen. I don't think we're chosen in, in the sense, the, the English way of chosen, like you got picked for the team and you didn't. I think the idea that God's heart is has chose us is absolutely true. And as long as we've been chosen and we live in that acceptance, we can live eternal life without fear. But the other side of having to walk out our salvation, I believe that there's this sloppy kind of agape in the church, which is mm-hmm. I called on God and I'm going to go to heaven. So I'm just going to live how I need to live. And can I just say, yes, there are many of us that will make it to heaven on a deathbed prayer. So let's not like, Oh, we don't know. No, the Bible says, if you call the name of the Lord, you will be saved. So we can confidently know my grandfather was one of those that called on the name of Jesus very shortly before he died. And I believe he'll be in heaven. Right. So, so what's the benefit? Well, I think we shouldn't play with eternity. I I think we shouldn't play like, Oh, well, I, I, I think I'll be fine. I don't want to think I'll be fine. What I know is that he is to be Lord and savior of my life. So as long as I'm making him Lord and savior of my life, that's not changing. Mm. It doesn't mean I do it perfectly. It doesn't mean that I need to go recommit my life every time I go. We're not, we're not repenting as if we need salvation every time we have been saved, but we work at our salvation. There's two different things happening at the same time. So my suggestion to you is, if you have anxiety about your eternal future, then we want to work on the chosen part, the, the part that calls you out and the one that sets you apart and says you can be saved. Right. That's the part we want to look at. If you are saved, then I want to challenge you with not thinking you're fine, but going a little deeper to ask yourself the question, is he Lord of all? If he is not Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. Mm. So I've got to make a conscious decision to surrender to him as Lord. This is not plurality. This is Lordship. He is Lord of my life. He leads my life. I'm surrendered to him. I serve him as a servant, as a king. I'm serving him. Now I get to partner with him, but without his lordship, then all we are are partners. While we are our coworkers, but he's my father. I'm his daughter. There's a lot of relational things that, that connect, but I really think it's important that we, we really, you know, the Bible says the heart out of the, out of the heart flows the wellspring of life. I don't know what your heart holds. Mm-hmm. Only God does. So for me to look at your actions and say, you're fine. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know that. And to be honest, nobody would know where my heart is either. Um, and so it requires a sobriety and humility to be honest about where I am in my faith walk. I love that. And that's so foundational. Like that is something we all need because if you're listening to this podcast right now, I bet it's because you're wondering your purpose, but purpose aside from this foundational identity is just works, right? You know what I mean? And, and I get that. I have a tendency to think I am what I do. I'm there. I'm just in that category, right? So when I, when I don't have what you just said, that, that rooted thing, then I'm, I'm just working, working for love, you know? And 
So let's say we're there. Let's say we we're, we have our eternal, um, where we're at there, like fixed, right? Like we got it right. What do we do now for purpose when we're like, how do you, I know that that's kind of like the topic yeah. that we're going for today. So what does that yeah. look like? Okay. So this is the way I can, I can describe it. And yeah, you always say such great things. I'm like, yes, that's good. Let's talk more about that. But, um, okay. The way I would describe it is my purpose is my identity and my purpose is my assignment. So there are two different things going on at the same time. So my purpose as a child of God and as a woman of God continues in every atmosphere. So once I'm a child of God, I already am, but it's an identification. I'm a child of God. I'm a woman of God. I belong to God. I'm loved by God. I am created in his image. Then I'm walking out my purpose in identity. So that means the Bible says, um, and I, Paul said it very clearly, whatever I do, right? So whatever you do, whether you're a doctor, a radiologist, whether you are a homemaker or, you know, you work, you're, you are construction, um, part of a construction crew. I don't think that matters so much to God as whatever we do, we do it under him. So that is, that's separate of our purpose than our assignment. So there are specific assignments that God calls you to that's connected to purpose, but it doesn't encompass purpose. So like I am, I was a worship pastor for eight years. My purpose was to lead worship and lead people in worship, but that was an assignment as well. I know that my purpose was to do this, do the work of the, of the kingdom, but my assignment was to be a worship pastor. Well, five years before that, I was a house cleaner. So my purpose was to clean houses because God was training me about the small things and the things nobody saw. So that was a part of my assignment and my purpose. So I feel like it's both. So when sometimes we talk about purpose, we get confused mm. because we're like, purpose feels like what I do and purpose feels like what I am. And it's both. I love that. So that's the, most of us have the challenge in us is if we are so connected to our assignment, when the assignment gets taken away, we feel like we have no purpose, Oof. right? But if we know where our purpose is as a daughter of God or a woman of God or whatever, you know, whatever it is with you are loved by God, then your assignments can come and go. And you know, I'm living in my purpose because I'm living in my identity. Mm. Now, some of you want influence and this is important. You know, we don't, we don't come to God and work for him and do things for him to get his approval, we already have his approval. He loves us. He created us. Before we ever did a thing for him, we had his affection. So my kids, um, because of their identity, they are valuable. They're my kids. My blood runs through them and they are mine. I love them before they could ever do a thing. And you're the same way in the kingdom. God loves you, not for what you can do for him, but because of who you are. You are a child of God. You belong to him. You are a royal priesthood. That is who you are. And your value will never change. But our effectiveness does change. And our effectiveness flows depending on what season we're in. So we want to be, when you say, I want a purpose, what I often believe you're saying is, I want to be effective in my generation. Yep. So your effectiveness requires uh, education to know where are my skills, uh, where's my heart? What's what's part of my story? And am I allowed to practice effectiveness? Absolutely. I think, and not to hijack the thought, but I think sometimes we assume if I can live in this effectiveness, I'll feel this way, mm -hmm. right? Like it's connected to a feeling of purpose, a feeling of fulfillment. And you, you're married. It would be ridiculous to say, when you get married, you're going to feel loved. Like maybe daily, 
maybe hourly, maybe every other day. But that's because that's my assignment, you know, a being married isn't going to give me the value. My value has to come outside of that. And so sometimes we feel like, well, if I can just be the speaker or the author or the writer, or I could be over here and acknowledged in this industry, then I'll feel significant. I'll feel like I'm living in my purpose. Mm. And I just want to say maybe, but I'm just curious what that feeling is. And what I would do if I were you is I would backtrack and ask yourself, when did you feel that? Because sometimes we think, oh, when I become this or have this, then I'll feel a certain way. And yet it may actually be connected to, you know, for me personally, when I'm with my kids, I have a sense of purpose and fulfillment that I don't really find anywhere else in the world. Why? Because I'm being effective in a supernatural way that no one will ever see, but it matters to me. And I get that feeling where sometimes I would have thought when I was younger, I'd get that when the book comes out or I'd get that when this happens. I've met a lot of amazing Christian leaders and they do not have that feeling mm-hmm. of fulfillment. They don't have the, this is what I'm living in my full purpose. You mean like successful Christian leaders that are doing those things. They mm-hmm. still are like, I'm still finding. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. still fighting for who I want, believe the world wants me, or I'm still fighting for identity. You'd be shocked. Sometimes I'm like, are we in high school? Like, I don't remember. Why is everybody having a hard time? you're part of the top 5% of the world communicators as faith. And you're struggling with wondering if people like you or, and I struggle sometimes with that. So that's not like, how dare you? I'm like, it's amazing how many problems don't get solved with opportunity. And I just, yeah, you know, like, well, just, just that thought. It's amazing how many problems don't get solved with opportunity. We just, and what it allows us to do is if we attach a feeling to an opportunity, then we're not really accountable to cultivate it in our inner world. Right. Right. I think that's what I'm hearing you say is like, man, if, because I love that language, compelling future. I mean, that's biblical. Those who, it says in Proverbs, right? Those without a vision perish. perish. And so what feels like a compelling future to me is one that I am grounded in my identity and I am confident in my assignment. That feels like the secret sauce for the compelling future because one without the other is works and one without the other is also like, it's the lack of maturity. It's the, it's the newborn baby that is so, so loved, but it's also like, it's kind of self-focused. It's a little. kind of self-focused. It's like, okay, 45 year old, like let's do something. <laughs> okay. 22 year old, let's do something. You have been called for a purpose, right? So that's beautiful. Yeah, to help other people. You know, we can't exactly. just live to help ourselves. We, there's something about giving back that changes us, changes us. Mm-hmm. And it's really that. important for the soul. And you know, what's really amazing too. I mean, Havilah won't toot her horn, but I'll toot it for her, <laughs> is like, we do have resources like this at Truth to Table. So let's say you're foggy. I will be the first to admit right now, I, I know I hear from the Lord. I actually hear from the Lord very clearly. I know that. And I know it in a certain way, but this season it's been blurry. And if I'm really vulnerable, I think it's because of a fear thing. It's that hesitancy, <laughs> but prophetic personalities really helped me be like, Hey, I know I hear God, but I specifically hear him. And as a knower, and if you're tracking with me and you're doing prophetic personalities, you are instantly saying, yes, that is one of our favorite courses here is that we do it through the four different person. And you can talk about that too, prophetic personalities, but we also have 
um, you know, our purpose course. And if you're ready to take that, do you want to talk about that for a little yeah, bit? I think the difference is prophetic personality teaches you how to hear God. Your purpose course teaches you the, the narrative God's had about your life and how to, how to mm. see his hand in your life throughout your, your timeline. Like right. we sit down and we teach you how to write a purpose timeline and then we show you where God's hand was in it. And so that's really important for kind of what I'm good at and what I'm called to but then I want to hear his voice actively, right? Like you and I've been talking about this. We want to be spirit led women. Exactly. So to be spirit led, you got to hear the spirit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think it, it just, it makes life so much easier when you hear God, or at least mm -hmm. know you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least you can. And then we have a book called um, Eat, Pray, Hustle, which is dream chasing God's way. So you may not, you're not ready for a course. You're like, I want to have the conversation about dream chasing with God. Right. That's a perfect book to get you started on that. And I agree. So we, we have to wrap up pretty soon here. But what I would say is, you know, we talked about this thing of wholeness, that it was a really tough year, but we're kind of coming out of it. We are. I mean, we're coming out of it stronger and with grace and with grit. I love those two words together, grace and grit. And that's something Havla often says, sign up for her inspo email. You hear <laughs> more of it. Um, but also this thing of wholeness. Okay, now I get rooted in my identity and now I go and figure out what is my assignment because I'm not living self-focused. What would you, what are some final thoughts with that of yeah. living that compelling future? I think we can't find our purpose unless we're in community. Wow. I do. I think community helps us. The Bible's so clear about us being the body. So someone's the hand, someone's the foot, someone's the mouth, whatever yeah. it is. And so sometimes we can't figure out what we're supposed to do because we, we haven't been connected. We're the hand that hasn't been connected to the arm. Mm. And so we're not sure how to actually make it happen. And True. I think God puts us in a family to where all of a sudden our gifts, like we're the thumb and our thumbs are working great, but you add it to the other fingers and now you can play a melody that you could not play before. Wow. And so that's why community, sometimes I think we get so self-focused and we want to make sure that we're showing up. And I'm like, I can't show up in my life without Ben. Right. Like Ben with like, I can't be a great parent without my husband. I can't be a great sister without my sister. Right. Like I need yep. those people in my life. And so my question is what community has he called you to? It doesn't even have to be, you know, I believe in the local church. I want it to be the local church for you, but that, that might be a luxury where you are right now. You just need to find some believers and um, that, that are, that believe the same thing that you do and can help encourage you in your path with God. That's why we have truth Academy. And again, Truth Academy not, might not be the thing for you. So I hope you never feel pressure. We just know you cannot find purpose outside of community. And so we created an online community that at least gives you that accessibility if you don't have it in your everyday life. Yeah, very true. And what's very cool is we just added a ton of new members that came Yay. and they're currently doing, and this is why we're, <laughs> this is why we're so passionate about the subject right now is because we're in it is they're doing your leap into love study, which is all about, I have a purpose and I'm, how do I live that out connected to my identity? So yeah, it's a great, true. yeah. I mean, I, I always say I should have named that book. I named it wrong. It should have been self-accept. It was radical love and self-acceptance because mm. really to live out our um, purpose on the planet we have to accept ourselves, body, soul, and spirit, not right. just soul and spirit. And the church is good at divorcing our bodies as yeah. if they're the fallen man and they're a place of sin. And I can't actually give God that part, but God really says clearly it's the temple. It's where I happen. So in order to really give God everything, we got to give him all of it. And, you know, I said it in the book, but you can't look in the mirror every day and hate what you see and, and, and just, it disgusts you. 
And then you look at the God who made that and say, tell me what my purpose is. Wow. It, there's a disconnect. There's, it's just impossible. The one that's the, that's the picture of his creation. And then you're looking at him saying now create in me everything you want to do. There's a disconnect. I don't know if I really do want you to do what you want to do because what I see is flawed. Right. And so it's really important to go on that journey to find radical love and self-acceptance to the person God called and created you to be. Beautiful. Pause. How are we ending this? We're doing good. Um, um, like how think, do you want to end it? I think just saying something like, um, like you want me to end it? Yes. Okay. I want you to end it. Good. Prayer is, is that too cheesy? No, not at all. No, no. I okay. think that's great. So, <laughs> I love that to ask. I'm like, your prayer, I guess. No, yeah, it's good. <laughs> also, sorry, Ben, who's listening to this. I'm like, I feel so like every time I talk for the first time in my life, I'm like, why do I have so much saliva in my mouth? <laughs> I know. Do you feel uh -huh. that? Do and then I want to cough. And yes, it's and like, like a it's like happening? a liquid situation. I know. Liquid and then I get dried out and I sound like ew, ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing this stuff. Um you're doing excellent. Thank you. Okay. Well, that what did you even say at the end? Community. Community. I 100% agree. I think that's beautiful. And honestly, it does look different right now, but I do believe that community, no matter where you're at, what state you're in, what country you're in, it's still accessible, no matter what. In some way, it might not be the way you want it, but it's still accessible. Yeah. We're um, going to get healed through community. I agree. You know, I think the enemy hurt us through isolation, mm -hmm. and the only way for us to really be healed is going to be in community. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So have we are we are all out of time today, which is sad. This I has been so amazing. I know. I love it. It's it's a hot topic, and maybe it's something that we'll talk about later in the podcast if you'll have me again, <laughs> yes. or just a solo, <laughs> a solo have. I love listening to those as well. But for all the women out here and men who are listening, who are because we talked about every different kind of journey. Honestly, it's the ones I'm ready to dream, or it's the ones of. I'm just getting out of bed for the first time. It feels like emotionally and I'm just figuring out where do I even stand with the Lord? We're in, and there's grace for everything. I think it's the matter of I'm moving forward to a compelling future. So no matter where you're at in this journey, would you just say a little blessing over yes. us? I would love that. And I want to say this too, Joelle, we don't have to create a compelling future. We have mm. a compelling future. That's and, perfect. And our job is to discover what has already been created for us. We already have. A we already have future. a compelling future. And if we can't see that, then our job is to figure that out. It's already happening. Pressure off. Pressure's off. You're not going to create something amazing. Amazing already happened. So Lord, we, I thank you for the women and men that are listening to this today. And I know that you are Lord, you've created this compelling future that pulls us in and it gives us a purposeful present because we're not being dictated by the anxiety of the present, but we're seeing what you have for us in the future. And I ask for every heart that's here today, Lord, those that are working on their identity, like, God, how do you see me? How did you create me? Why am I valuable outside of what I offer or what I produce? I ask that you would remind them of who they were as a little child, that you saw them and knew them and loved them before they ever could do anything for you. And for those that are looking for more purpose, they're they're looking to have a life that counts and, uh, and they're wondering how to be more effective. I ask that you would show them the way to do that. And we just, again, identify that it happens in community. So I pray that you draw them to the right people, whether it's a friend group, a church group, somewhere along the line of other believers that, that have the same core values and the compelling future that they have so that they can be inspired and encouraged along the way. 
Lord, thank you for the time we've had together. Help us in this next season as we, like Joelle said, wake up Mm. to you in a new way. In Jesus' name. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Home with Havila podcast. Remember to take advantage of our special discount that gives you 15% off of everything on our site when you use the code SUMMER15 at checkout. Again, that's S-U-M-M-E-R-1-5 at checkout at truthtotable.com. Until next week, have a wonderful time and we love you.